Hey, it's cow. So, again, and I keep on saying this over and over again, my arguments. I'm a regular 40-hour-a-week worker. Well, 40 to 60, depending on the week. Oh, God. I bust my ass for what I have, and anybody that tries to mooch off of me, I normally tell them to get the hell lost. All right? I think this is the biggest divide. I think this is why people always say you get more conservative when you get older. Because when I was younger, I was all like, well, why can't people just have stuff for free? Well, I had an interesting conversation with my girlfriend the other day. We were talking about, because she's 10 years younger than me. Giggity. Anyway, we, we've, we have vastly different life experience, but we came from the same neighborhood growing up. And, uh, you know, she bounced around to a couple different commune houses. Uh, and generally speaking, she has a really good work ethic, so she would come home, clean the house, uh, then get up, go to bed, get up, go to work, work, get done working, go home, clean up the house, you know, that kind of thing, and it, it, it would, and she was, like, buying most of the groceries, even though it was pretty much ramen, and, you know, I don't know, that was just her thing while she was there with her and her boyfriend at the time. The interesting bit about this conversation is we started drifting toward the conversation, the conversation of the $15 an hour federal minimum wage that they've been, everyone's been screaming they should have passed, and honestly, Let's let's be let's be real here. The parliamentarian, if the Republicans were in in power and they really wanted something passed, they could just um, fire the parliamentarian and get somebody else in there. They've done it before. So the Democrats didn't really want the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. It was just more along the lines of like, here we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna try this, and we know it's not gonna work, but uh, you know we we're, we want to put the effort forward so that people see that we're trying to put the effort forward. If they really wanted it. They could have got it. They, if they really wanted it, they could have got it. And I'll tell you why they didn't get it. And it's not some nefarious thing, okay? It's not. It's because you're going, you have, when you have a blanket law that covers the entire country, you have certain, and especially when it comes to economics, economics don't care about your fucking feelings. They don't. Capitalism doesn't care about your fucking feelings. It's the one thing that has been, remained unchanged throughout the entire time this country's been around that we've been operating our economy under capitalism. It never fucking changes. Bottom line, make money. Get bitches. Anyway, when you have a small town, that $15 minimum wage would be like, hey, you get a three-bedroom apartment, you know, you can sit there and you know buy a Tesla. Like, you, you can sit there and you can afford a lot more on $15 an hour in a really small town comparatively speaking to a big city where $15 an hour barely gets you water and food for the month. <clears throat> now, where this comes back to the whole commune house thing, right? A lot of people nowadays want stuff just given to them, right? They want, you know, they want to do the bare minimum work and still get as much money as some of the people that have been working for 10, 15 years of their life to get to that point. I myself am working a mid-level job where I'm at, uh, make about $17 an hour, I've worked many years to get to that point. You know, I started off lower. 
if the $15 an hour minimum was to go up in minimum wage, I wouldn't feel too bad about it because I'm still $2 above what everybody else would be, but still. My main point, my main point to all this is that <clears throat> if you do a blanket law across the whole federal government, all the states have to have to abide by it. Then what's going to end up happening is is your your small town uh, small businesses won't be able to stay open because they'll have to pay the workers fifteen dollars an hour, or they'll just sit there and say, "Well, you were making seven fifty an hour before, so now it's fifteen hours, so fifteen dollars an hour, so I need to cut your hours in half because I can't afford to pay you more than you know X amount of money." You know, as far as like um, you know, I mean Walmart, maybe Walmart. Well, here's. Walmart and like Amazon and them, they might be able to pay it, but it really depends on whether it's online or whether it's in store. And I'll tell you why, because like Walmart's, a lot of people think, oh, well, Walmart, big corporation. Oh, like when they were doing the BLM riots and they were, you know, burning down targets. Here's an interesting thing a lot of people don't know about retail stores. Every retail store gives a cut of their profit to the big, the big corporate national, like international business, but into individually their stores are responsible for their own bottom line so if a store burns down and corporate doesn't want to, it says well it's not really worth rebuilding it all those jobs are now lost they're gone you might be able to, in some cases those employees can get relocated to different different stores if they can drive that far or whatever if they can make it to work because in some cases in some communities you know it's they 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 they, they don't have a car, so they walk to work. I know plenty of people that walk to work before. Um, so their bottom line is community-based. They make money based on their community. If the store isn't profitable, rest assured, <laughs> the, the Papa brand will shut that store down because it's like, you're not giving us enough stuff, so we're revoking our license. And at that point in time, they have to shut down the store. You know, or sell it off to another, another, um, another licensor. You know, whether you know whether it be Big Lots or fucking Menards or whatever. So, um, anyway, going back to it, they might be able to pay people that much. Maybe um, it definitely cuts into the, each individual store's bottom line. Uh, so their profits won't be as good. They won't be able to make as many improvements to the store. Their maintenance will start falling apart. Things will start looking like shit. Um, the main worry, though, is that c- capitalism. And don't get me wrong. I'm not. Uh, f- I'm not a fan of. I'm a fan of capitalism because it's predictable. I'm a fan of capitalism because I'm not saying it's morally right what they do and how they operate, but you can, you know if you have any business sense at all that if a business is being told you have to pay somebody more, they're just going to cut their hours. They're going to try to do more work with less people or less people on the job. That's just how it is. And you can argue this point with me until you're blue in the face, but it's never an emotional argument. It's ne- it's never an immoral argument when it comes to capitalism, when it comes to business. Business is not about morality. Business is about the bottom line. 
And the one predictable thing that every business does is if it does affects your bottom line, they don't do it. So if you want something for basically free, right? If you want stuff for, uh, want money for flipping burgers, um, I wouldn't get your hopes up. I wouldn't. It's not a, it's not a, uh, reasonable thing. And while I'm talking about this, while I'm rant, ranting about this, economic, economically, it's not a reasonable thing. I swear to God, I'm not drunk. I'm just tired. I just woke up. Anyway, um, while I'm talking about all this, there's another thing that I need to bring up. So, and this is, this pretty much goes to my liberal friends, <laughs> Or my friends on the left side. And some on the right side do. Um, Starbucks is not a necessity. Okay? Getting your new Nikes is not a necessity. Alright? Eating name brand shit is not a necessity. Going to the Chipotle is not a necessity. Okay? None of this stuff is a necessity for living. All right, going to the bar two nights a week is not a necessity. All right, I lived three years in a one-bedroom apartment, eating ramen noodles, not doing a not doing a damn thing with myself, going to work and coming home, and busting my ass so I could get you know get paid more in my job, so I could actually have a life. All right, that's why it's like a lot of millionaires that you see out there, the responsible millionaires live like they're broke because they were broke and they made sure that they they lived they made sure even after they had money that they stayed living like they were broke that's how you become rich is to live like you're broke you know if you think that if you think that because you're not making enough at your job you can't go to the bar two nights a week and you can't freaking get your starbucks every day and all this other stuff trust me that wage is probably enough to pay your rent, to pay a couple bills, you know, and put food on your table. Might not be the best food, but it's food. So what I say to a lot of folks, like I worked a minimum wage job in the town that I'm at for three years so I could move up in the company that I'm in. And at the end of, at the, at the end of that three years, when I finally moved up, and then I got a roommate. Things got a little easier. Actually, a lot easier. Um, what I'm saying is, in that time, I lived within my means. And if you, it's a very important skill to live within your means. And people are going to be... I'm sure people... If you, if you have your friends that make enough money or are given enough money by their daddy or something like that, that or their parents or whatever and they make fun of you for not being able to go being able to go to Starbucks every day or make fun of you for you know not having a Netflix account or not having the best trendiest phone I'm sorry those people don't understand what it's like to struggle you don't understand what it's like to struggle okay basic fucking necessities is water some cheap ass food like ramen, a roof over your head, maybe a car, depending on where you work. 
you could actually get away with walking to work as long as you know you didn't piss anybody off at your job and that actually shaves a lot of money off of your bills if you don't actually own a car because you don't have to worry about registration insurance all that stuff up at re-upping your license every four years you know there's a lot of fees that go into having a car on top of buying a car or car payments you know none of this shit is a necessity you go on tiktok you go on YouTube, and you see these people run, driving these young kids running around in flashy ass cars. You know why they are? Is because they have the they got lucky on an app, and they got all this money right away, and they're blowing it on shit that isn't going to do them no good in thirty years. You know the smart ones, the smart ones that get all the money from that shit. They end up investing it. They end up banking it. They end up putting it into things that grow, make them grow, like IRAs, shit like that. They are they are being smart with their money because they know what they're doing isn't going to last forever. You know, if you have this big ass freaking house and it's like millions of dollars and all this other shit, if all this stuff falls through, you ain't paying your you ain't gonna be able to pay your uh, property taxes anymore. And uh, yeah, you're going to have to start selling all those fancy cars just so you can pay for a place to live or just have to sell the house a couple of years later, which right now, if you're buying a house, the house prices are inflated. God, this is going on a damn tangent. My whole point is, is that don't look at social media. Don't look at content creators and shit online and say, well, that's the life I should have. So I deserve a $15 minimum wage. $15 minimum wage is going to make you be able to still do the bare bones basics Anywhere that you live, on average. All right. It's not economically feasible. And most people don't understand what real struggling is. If you're going to sit here and try to tell me, oh, well, yeah, I, I struggled, I struggled, I struggled. No, you didn't. You haven't yet. Most people I hear that line from are wearing name brand fucking clothes, dropping a couple hundred dollars in the freaking slot machines, or fucking, you know, driving around in a freaking Mercedes or some shit like that. You don't know what struggling is. You're putting all your money into the stupid shit that is not going to make you money in the long run. It's not, it, there's a, a problem that this culture has with instant gratification. They don't want to wait, they want it all right now. It's like, would you rather be rich at 80 or poor at 18? You know, most people would say, well, poor in 18, because, you know, I know if I've already got rich at 80, I know how to get back there. You know, either way, this is going on a long ass tangent, but I guess that's what podcasts are. Yeah. This is just me bitching because uh, I'm a 40 hour a week worker. I have struggled before. I have really struggled before. You know, and I never had anybody there to help me, you know, and slowly over time living like I was poor. Now I own a house, you know, now, you know, I have a nice car, you know, I'm 38 years old and I'm not doing too bad for myself, but that took a lot of sacrifice. That took a lot of like, let's just forgo going out to the bar a couple days of the week and granted when I was in that one bedroom apartment, I did, uh, frequent the bar pretty steadily, but steel reserves, dollar beer night. Uh, that's a really cheap night. <laughs> Let me tell you that it's like $15 for hefty buzz and a tip. That ain't too bad, but 
No, I don't. If they're going to make a law, if they're going to make a law for minimum wage, if they're going to make a law for minimum wage, I would honestly say what they need to do is maybe it shouldn't even be a law. Maybe it should just be a mandate. Like, hey, um, everybody needs to reevaluate the living cost of living in your area, and then they need to. Uh, uh, and this is this is by just have counties do it by county to county basis, reevaluate the living conditions in your area, and those areas or those states have to change their minimum wage. And I would honestly say doing it county by county, or city by city, uh, because it, it's it's not feasible even doing it on a state level because there's too much difference. Like even in my state, you have I live in Illinois, you have. Chicago that has million, you know the most of the population of Illinois is in Chicago, and then the rest of the, we have a lot of empty space. We have a lot of empty space, and those that empty space is uh, small towns that have like maybe twelve thousand population, fifty thousand population, hundred thousand population, and then you have like you know six million in Chicago. I don't know something like that. I'm probably way off with the numbers, but the cost of living in Chicago is going to be drastically higher, orders of magnitude higher than than <clears throat> than in Rockford or in DeKalb or in Sycamore or in the Quad Cities. Oh shit! I dropped my cigarettes. No, no. I don't know where they went. Uh, this is why you shouldn't do a podcast in your car. Oh, there they are. Ha <laughs> ha. Found them, motherfuckers. Anyway. It's not, it's, 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 it's not feasible. It's not feasible. Like at all. And besides, here's the other thing, right? So say you push the minimum wage up $15 an hour, all those people that have been working for years that have slowly gotten up to $15 an hour, like if they were making $15.10 an hour and they worked at a company for like eight years to get there, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, new people are starting for the same amount that you did. But you don't get it. All your time and experience means literally nothing because they're not going to give you a raise. You know, pissing off all kinds of people. Now, don't get me wrong. This has happened to me before. And it's part of the reason why, you know, I made the jump that I did from the spot I was to a different job. Because I was working my butt off to try to get into a higher position at the previous company I was at. And then, you know, that wasn't really going too much anywhere. And then all of a sudden, they, the, this, this, uh, the whole company nationwide said, hey, we're going to inject billions of dollars into into uh, increasing our wages across the board for people. And everyone was excited. And it's like, yeah, I was at that company for years. And people that were just starting were getting paid almost as much as I was. Like within like eight cents, ten cents. And I'm like, yeah, it's time to go. Because I asked my boss, I'm like, so am I getting a raise to compensate my time and experience here? And they just kind of looked at me like, that's... uh, we weren't told to do anything like that for anybody because it's not their call. It's a nationwide thing. And, of course, when it's nationwide, 
people get fucked. So, I don't know. Anyway, I think the next uh, next uh, podcast I'm going to do is probably going to go around the whole idea of states seceding because I'm kind of jealous that I'm not in one that might secede. <laughs> like, I'm stuck here in Illinois. I bought a house. No family's here. I ain't going to leave. But at the same time, I don't exactly want to be... I wish I was in a state that was a little bit more free to do what I wanted. But, oh well. We'll talk about that when we get there. Either way, end part of the story is $15 minimum wage is, in my opinion, just a shit idea. Not on a federal level. You want to do something, do it on a local level. But, of course, that doesn't give anybody traction. Anybody that you listen to online, they're talking to a national audience, which means, of course, they're not looking at anything local, and they don't understand anything local. Oh, another thing, actually, before I, before I let you go. So there's another reason why you can't do that. And this is this particularly this is particular to uh, federal or to not federal city and state employees, right? So people don't realize that like if like if you owe, if you go if you have some debt on the federal level, uh, like if like for budgets, right? Uh, a federal budget they have to adhere to it somewhat. They can go into some debt, it's fine. State level they have to adhere to it a little bit more. City, they have to adhere to it. Because it's not like you can just sit there and pull out more money out of nowhere. You can't just print money and just like the federal government can. So if the state and local governments have to start paying their employees $15 an hour, where's that money coming from? You know, where is it coming from? You can't just, you can't just link it into existence most cities to keep their budgets going or to increase their budgets have to buy bonds and if the, you know, they can't they, how, how are they going to infinitely buy bonds you know they, they can't infinitely do that they can't infinitely print money like like from uh, uh, the federal level you know the federal level if they want to sit there and say well well you know what we'll send money to companies to make sure that they can pay them $15 an hour oh yeah that's really going to go over well that's literally the only thing I can think of that would fix that situation. Anyway, enough ranting. Y'all have a good time. Uh, cheers.